Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners and talk the good, the bad, and ugly sides of the business of fitness. I am your host, Austin Montero, joined today by Johnny Bonija of JBO Fitness in Kissimmee, Florida, and Second location just opened, Davenport, Florida. Johnny, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing great, man. I'm doing awesome. Thanks for asking. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate Appreciate taking your time today. I'm sure your day is scheduled. Uh, your, your schedule is crazy, owning two gyms, two yes. locations. So let's dive in, man. Uh, you opened this gym, your first location, almost 10 years ago now, which is super impressive. What led you to opening uh, a gym and your own gym? You could have done anything in the world. What was it about opening a gym that you wanted to do? It was first, it first started with, um, first, thank you for having me on this show. Appreciate it, the invite. But um, it started with me actually through my own journey. So I was one of those guys that went to the regular gyms and thought I was in shape. And I decided to do a, a P90X um, workout and ended up getting my butt whipped. I passed out on my couch, woke up in a, a puddle of sweat. And I was like, man, I am not in shape. So I decided to start going through my journey and, and getting into you know, fitness. And then I realized there was a lot of individuals um, who needed help in this, in this arena. You know, I, I knew I was one of those individuals and I was like, man, how many other people can benefit from someone teaching them or guiding them and putting them in the right direction? So I started to do my studies, um, started studying personal training, went to um, a university and started you know, learning more and more like, wow, you know, there's a lot to fitness than just exercising. They need guidance. They need, you know, community. They need people around them. So I decided my wife was the one who kind of like pushed me. She saw I had a passion for it. And she went and purchased the company name, kind of handed it to me on my birthday and was like, here, um, do something about it. And I sat there like, oh man, is she kidding me? Like, I'm not ready for this. I, I just, you know, I, I had a passion for it. I started this, but I didn't think it was going to get real this quick. So we connected with a church um, that we were going to at the time and asked them if we can use their backyard. And they said, yeah, absolutely. So we ended up getting a test group. We charged, you know, every little bit just to get people through the door. And we started doing before photos, getting them to work outdoors, did some like an outdoor boot camp thing. And people started loving it and we started getting good results. So we were like, oh, wow, this is this is good. We like it. So then I said, all right. So their place opened up across the street, a really small um, like warehouse, probably like a thousand square feet, very small. And I said, all right, we're going to take this leap of faith and we're going to open up the doors. And it was a crappy place. Um, I'm surprised people still with us because of the aesthetics of it all. But I guess I guess we were really good at training individuals and making them feel comfortable and getting them the results they wanted. So they just stood with us. And from there, we just started to grow. So that's kind of like where I started. I started with my own journey and decided to kind of like help others. I love it, man. So many, so many good things there. And I was writing down as you were speaking, Johnny, about uh, I like that your wife purchased the business name and said, here you go. What are you going to yeah. do? Like, Nobody said that to me yet. So that's very awesome and very unique and really uh, refreshing to hear. Um, I like how you talked about how you started, like, man, like, like grassroots in a freaking back of a church, right? In the parking lot or in the, in the field behind the church, which is amazing. Yeah. But already doing the before and after pictures, which is, which is huge, you know, down yeah. the road especially. 
And then you brought up the, uh, let's start with your first location, um, thousand square feet. Like you said, you know, the warehouse. So like not the, probably the greatest of uh, commercial spaces from a real estate perspective. What made you choose that first space? Anything particular? Was it the price? Was it the uh, location in town? What made you choose that very first location? It was definitely the price because, <laughs> I mean, it was a thousand square feet, but when you walked in, there was an office that took like 300 feet of it. So we had this, the back of it was just like a little warehouse with a garage door. So we had the outside that we can work with, yeah. but it was just really pricing because we didn't really know anything about location. Yeah. So we just knew we were in our community. We were close by to where we lived and we knew there was really no gyms like ours or anybody like us willing to help individuals kind of like get within a, a fitness community. So it was just really just starting something and just seeing where it went from there. Yeah. I love it, man. I have a very similar story to that. So I'm like, when you said that, I was like, it just rang, rang home with me. Same thing, similar size, maybe 900 square feet to a thousand feet in the back of an industrial warehouse. Mm -hmm. It was cheap. It was unique. Nobody in the area was doing anything like, you know, what well, we were doing same story as you, man. And I just kind of grow with revenue. So I want to talk about, um, before we get into like the services you offer, the church community that you are with, was that a big attractor for your member, for your membership? Did a lot of the church members come to your gym. Did you, did you kind of go back and forth with that or how did that look for you guys? Just kind of think it's a unique, a unique thing. Um, we, we did get some church members, um, but we got a lot of individuals from the outside as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's talk about that. So let's go. What have you guys done um, to best market to acquire new members, Johnny? What's been the best thing for you? Word of mouth by all, I mean, word of mouth was basically what, what pushed us to where we, you know, what, what got us to where we are today. It was definitely word of mouth. Cause when we first started, we didn't know anything about marketing. So we just grew from word of mouth. And that's when we had left that first location and moved into a bigger location. And as we got into the second location is when we started to learn about like Facebook ads. And that was like the beginning of like our expansion, you know, it was Facebook ads. And then as we grew, we, we went into a bigger spot. Then we started to learn more about like emailing your people and making sure you're connecting with them. You know, also was phone calls, you know, just getting leads and calling people a lot of, you know, like conversations with individuals. And then now as we, we've grown, now we're doing other things, you know, like um, we have a thing called the Benjamin Club where we get referrals. You know, if you bring somebody in, you get $100 cash. So, you know, word of mouth is still strong, but we've grown to learn other marketing tools like Facebook, Instagram stories, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, that makes sense, man, for sure. Like, so we started a thousand square feet. Uh, we're growing organically because we're kind of like the new shiny toy in the in the neighborhood, you know, like people like. Uh, it's kind of show up, right? Like out of nowhere to the gym or their friend tells them or a coworker tell their family. So yeah. And then it's really cool to hear you guys have uh, learned over time to start adding these other ways to market. Talk to me a little bit about what you guys, how you guys have used like digital marketing and social media. What's worked best for you to get new people into the door? Um, any certain ads or like videos, pictures, or any certain theme that's worked uh, timing, you know, cause like, the algorithm changes like by the second, right? On Facebook and Instagram and Google, everything, uh, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you are. What has worked best, best for you guys in the digital marketing space? We, we've found it best with challenges. Yeah. Like whenever we market like a six-week challenge or so, we found that um, to work a lot. 
And right now we're, we're trying something new where we're doing something like a, like a free challenge. Okay. So like they come in and they have to, there, there are certain requirements and they can win the challenge for free. So that's something we're going to be doing starting March 14th. Um, that's going to be something new that we venture into. But um, that was the first thing, like really just six week challenges were like the getting people enticed and they were like, oh, I want to see what this is about. So we used to get a lot of individuals off of that. Yeah. Talk to me about that. I think that's a great idea. Awesome way to get people in. I've always liked y'all you know, the, the 28 day or the six week challenge, you know, either way is similar, similar effectiveness. How did you guys go about, um, you just brought up the free part, but how did you go about charging for this? How, what is, what's worked for you well in the past, like a, a high ticket front end item or like a lower ticket front end offer? What's that initial offer looked like and what's worked well? Maybe what was that? Maybe what hasn't worked so well. No, we did, we did the high ticket and we would do them in split payments. So we would normally do like three payments of like $77 or something like that or $67. So we would allow them to split the payment to make it a lot more affordable. Okay. And then we would have fun with our challenges. We would make sure that we will provide like suggested meal plans and, you know, and create envi an environment with them where we would not only work out inside a gym, we would do like activities outside of the gym. So, you know, give a little a bit more of a twist and interest to it. So those would be little factors that we would take into the six-week challenge. Yeah, I love it, man. I love, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this here in a second, but the community aspect, I'm sure, is, is massive. And the engagement of people in your club on mm -hmm. pretty much a daily basis is, math, is massive. And you kind of talked about that when you started, uh, when you described your why is why you started the gym, basically to serve others is like the end of, yes. end of the day is the goal, right? And the more people yes. we can serve, uh, the better, the bigger impact we can have in our, in our community there. Yeah. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to provide that, man. I, I, I really, you know, seeing the, seeing the lives that we were able to transform and seeing the happiness and just the overall like accomplishments that most people didn't think they can do like the negativity or the negative mindsets and to switch that for that moment or even possibly a lifetime for many of, you know, for many of them was a big deal. We just had our hearts in it. Yeah. I mean, and what other, there's not many other professions where we get to do that on a daily basis. I yeah. can't think of any, you know, like that's, and that's the uniqueness of it. And the special part of, uh, you know, being a gym owner, being a coach, being a trainer, being in this industry, you know, even just us talking about it right now is having it creating content to, you know, to share with the world. So uh, yeah, man, I love that. And I love that you guys are also pushing that same mindset. It's awesome. Yeah. Let's dive back into your gym, Johnny. What is the, uh, excuse me, uh, bread and butter service that you guys offer? Is it the group? Is it the PT? Is it something else? What's your bread and butter? It's been group training. Um, group training has definitely be, um, have been the bread and butter to the, to the gym. Um, that's what we've specialized in, just having the group environment, that community, um, bringing people together, doing events, things like that. So it's been basically what we've been focusing on for the last, yeah, 10 years. So we got the large group. What's a typical uh, like size of a class, normal day? We can go from as small as 10 to as large as 24. Cool. All right. Awesome. And do you guys do any like, signups ahead of time for class or is it just kind of show up? You do a count. Okay. Yeah, we had to do that because there was a point of time where we, we you know, as a, I started off as the only, the only trainer. Right. Right. And so I was prepared, not really prepared, but, you know, we would get like 30 people, sometimes yeah. 40 people in one session. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, my Lanta, what am I going to do here? So, you know, I had to grow up quick as a trainer, like, you know, making adjustments, putting people here and there. But then I said, man, when we started to expand and I started to bring on trainers, I had to have a little bit more of a, I had to, had to have a format. 
So we started to cap our sessions to 24. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What, um, and I love it because it adds a layer of accountability too for the, for the clients and for the members and for us. So they, you know, I feel like in a lot of gyms, I used to not do that when I first started, but then we added it like you did the same thing and it added that layer of accountability. I think people feel like they're making an appointment and they're going to yes. show up and then we can track it too as gym owner. We can track their attendance and then obviously we can do a lot of things on the back end with, with their attendance, you know, with, with engagement and stuff. So any, yeah. uh, since we're talking about your, your services, any thoughts of uh, doing personal training or why haven't you done it? Or are you guys thinking of maybe adding it or any, anything else? I, I do want to start going, venturing out to the personal trainer um, and semi-privates. I mean, truth be told, it was just while, while I started to obtain more trainers, yeah. it's now really developing these trainers yes. and allowing myself to kind of like step out from the business and allow them to be in the business. And then um, once we establish that and we have grounds for the group training and they're established and they're grounded, then we're going to open up the semi-privates and the private training to them to give them, you know, extra revenue, extra, you know, we want them to have more of an impact. So not only in the group training now, we want them to be able to, you know, soul into the semi-private individuals and the private training. And so it's just a matter of just time and really getting established with the, the trainers that we have at the moment. I love it, Manny. I love it. If, if we don't have a good team in place, it's impossible to scale. Like you said, you started out coaching. Same with me, coaching every class, right? Like coaching maybe 40 classes a week, potentially, maybe more. Like it gets, you can't do, you have no time or energy to put your efforts into anything else for the business. So you cannot grow. So it's very awesome. You guys are developing that team so we can scale off of these other services. Everybody wins. We serve more people. Everything's awesome. Uh, yeah. John, talk to me about, talk to me about the, uh, We'll say retention of your of your gym. What does that look like over the past ten years? I know we went through COVID, which was a a nightmare for gym owners. Um, <laughs> let's take COVID out of it. Well, what's our retention been like over the past ten years? Have you seen like uh, you know a rise and fall? Have you guys track that? What's that look like for you guys? I think it's been a roller coaster, man. I mean, but we've been. I I mean, I'm impressed with uh, the amount of individuals as far as retention. We've had we have people four years five years that are still with us, six years. We have a couple of people, seven years with us. We have um, about a couple of people that have been with us for nine years. Okay, so, wow. yeah, so we, we've done pretty well with keeping uh, a good chunk of our members. Um, but on average, yeah, we, we the year, two years, we're able to keep individuals with our, with our place. So, you know, and you have your couple of individuals who come in and, you know, maybe a couple months and, they, they fall through, but it, I mean, I think it comes with the industry. I, th I think also it, it depends on the individual, you know, most people believe they're ready and then, you know, step in and probably have a change of mind, but overall we've been able to really um, keep individuals with our, with our camp. That's great, man. It's really good to hear. Like, uh, especially people that have been with you for like nine years. That's awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We, we got one lady we call the mama of the house. There you go. Yeah. We all have one of those, man. You got to have it, you know, yeah. it keeps the community tighter. So let's talk about like how you best engage your, your clients and your members, like how you keep them engaged in your club. Do you guys do events? Uh, do you schedule events throughout the year on a calendar, charity stuff? What does that look like for you guys? Yep, we definitely do that. We we schedule events ahead. Um, we do like bowling events. We just did one um, just a week ago where we did a bowling tournament and the, the top bowler got a hundred dollars. Nice. So, yeah, we had about a good almost 50 people show up. 
and we had all these lanes and oh man they loved it they were dancing communicating eating so it was really good um we have a spartan race coming up april 23rd um yeah we do outdoor events so we'll go to the local park and do something you know like team versus another team or groups versus groups and so we do all kinds of we do game days so yeah we we try to engage them other than just the gym we try to do like i said outside activities so we got other ones to plan throughout the year have you noticed those members tend to stay longer and be more uh longer longer term memberships retained longer right? yes yeah, because they, you know, what's what's so amazing to hear is that there are certain people that come into the gym looking for friendships, right. looking for a place to belong. And once they find that, it's not only about the gym, it's about community. And they, they do these events, they develop friendships, and then they get closer to the coaches as well. We get to know them on a personal level. And it just, it really does something for the for the camp, for the group. So they end up, they end up staying. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's the utmost importance, uh, especially, uh, you know, boutique kind of gym like, like you have, those, those community events. Yeah, people are desperate, desperately right now looking for that, that human touch that, uh, I don't like the word tribe, but tribe to belong to, you know, and I think it's uh, uh, something that's lacking in a lot of people's lives right now. And it's great that we can supply that as gym owners and give them these other events outside the gym, not just go work out every day. But, yeah, these other events are awesome, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what's, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to add this one other thing we do. We have like these test days, right? So we have like these levels. Cool. So, and we do test days. So we'll bring a group of individuals in to test. We have levels one all the way as far as level eight. So we'll bring in all the level ones and they'll do this test with the coaches. They bring their family and friends to witness their accomplishments. And then we do like um, all the level twos and we bring everybody in and uh, we call them um, fit ranks test days. That's and where did that's you, another that's another cool thing that they all enjoy. Yeah, talk to me about that. Where did you uh how'd you think of that? How'd you come up with that? It's kind of like, almost like it's almost like a martial arts belt belt kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that was actually given to me from an individual called Nick Ryan's. Okay. And he created the fit rank system. And that's something we established a while back. And we've you we still use it to this day. But that was a big deal, too, because we would have like breakfast. So we would bring breakfast on the testing days. Everybody would, you know, do a potluck. And then all their friends and family and even the people from the gym would gather around and support the person and cheer them on. And then they would pass, get their belt like the martial arts. And then they were good. Mm -hmm. They would get like these bands and a certificate. And that's how we also build our community as well. And that gives them something to like always be kind of striving for that next level. So there's yes. yeah, so much uh, incentive in that, like for you, for the member, for the, the business at large. Uh, is that something that's included in the membership or is that an extra fee on top of it? No, oh, man, we, 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 we included in the membership. Okay, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, yeah, so we have a nice good view of what you guys are doing there. You just opened a second location, Johnny, yes. and we talked about kind of about real estate in the beginning here. Let's kind of go back to that. So you grabbed your first space, what, a decade ago, 1,000 square feet. So now when you're looking for the second space, what are you guys thinking about? What are you looking for? I know we probably need ample parking, and I'm sure you wanted to probably make it a little different than your very first space. Talk us through that process of getting this, acquiring this second space and like what that looked like for you guys. So we were, we, so when we went to our, so we've gone through the first location, like I spoke about, then we moved into a 1400, a 1350 square foot place, which was still a warehouse. Yep. Then we went from the 1350 to 2700 square feet, which was still in the same area, but a bigger warehouse. 
But then I was like, man, I'm, you know, if I'm being honest, I'm like, I'm getting tired of being in the warehouse. Yeah. You know, we, we got a good product here. People love our environment, but they don't see us. They don't even know we're here. People by accident are going to the local warehouse and like, man, we, I've been in Kissimmee for so long, never even knew you were here. And I'm like, yeah, you know, come in, check it out. And they're like, oh man, I want to, you know, check it out. So yeah, why don't you join in? Cause we have like, you know, three day passes and whatever. So I'm like, man, we want something bigger. We want to really, you know, get out there and get our feet wet. So I went in and I decided to go with a storefront. Okay. So that's, so that's what we did. We went and we got a storefront by a local, you know, over here in Florida, there's a place called Publix, which is a big supermarket and we're right by them in the same plaza. And we, yeah. And we kind of look, we, we, we went smaller. We went back to 14, we were at 1400 square feet, but now we have the ample parking and we have the visibility now where people know that, Hey, we exist. We are, we are here in the Davenport community to make an impact. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And uh, obviously we learn as we go, like as, as gym owners from like day one till 10 years later, like 10, probably learn thousands and thousands of things. With the new uh, space, uh, do you find that 1,400 square feet, is that perfect for you guys? Is, is it all, is it mostly usable space for, for the gym or is there like a lot of offices or what's like the visual, virtual view of that new space? It's just 1,400 of gym. So there's no office. It's just pure gym. And we've, you know, it's also helped us um, format our sessions. So to organize them so that people understand where they're going to, you know, what they're going to do for the day, where they're going to be. So it's made us better as an organization, as a group. Yeah. So you feel the second location is kind of the ideal setup that you uh, want to use moving forward. Beautiful. Correct. I love it. Unless you're next to, so you're you're literally next to a Publix, right? Yeah. yeah. Like we're like in the same plaza. So people typically will call us like, hey, I was going to Publix and saw you guys. That's awesome, man. So yeah, you're going to get walk-in traffic, which I'm sure you don't get much of. If I never got any walk-in traffic in 10 years. So like, yeah. So that's Dude, gonna- we, we closed. If I mean, like, there was like six individuals in one week. Yeah, I believe. That just, and I was just like, man, I, I never, never witnessed this being. <laughs> like a walk-in in like a gym is like, what? Yeah, I mean, and then for them too, it's not, not easy to walk into a gym. You know, it's intimidating. Yep. And I kind of skipped over this before, but we're going to kind of back up for a sec. Um, what's the, uh, that new client intake process like for you guys? How do you get them acclimated to your gym? Is there like a getting started program or are your classes structured where you can, I could join today and just go into the class? What's yes. That kind of like? yeah. So t- we, you know, we're very, the, that's one thing we get. We're welcoming, right? The coaches know to, you know, go up to the individual, talk to them, get to know them, ask them their goals you know, why are they here? You know, the people in our camp understand when someone new comes in, you know, to introduce themselves, make them feel comfortable. We'll make an announcement. We'll make sure that, you know, everyone knows, Hey, so-and-so is just starting with us and we'll team them up with somebody. And that person will just, you know, take them on and, you know, make sure that they're doing everything. Okay. The coaches are, you know, know to, to zone in on that person. So no matter what level you are, we're going to make sure we meet you where you are. We want to make sure we have the modifications in place, the advancements in place so that you don't feel out of place and that you feel comfortable with working out. We don't want you to exert yourself. You know, we're not into trying to, you know, like that old school mentality, you know, no pain, no gain, or we're going to make sure you throw up. And no, we don't want that. We want them to feel good. We want them to feel accomplished when they leave our, our gym. So we have our systems in place to make sure that that person who walks in feels good and wants to come back another day. Yeah, that's so, I mean, 
I'm glad I'm glad we talked about this because it's such an important, such an important part. Like walking into the gym is one of probably the most intimidating things for 99% of the world, you know. Yep. Most people aren't like us, and like we could go to that gym anywhere and we're gonna feel fine, you know, like we're cool. But like for most people, it's not the it's not the case. So like the fact you guys make it welcoming and opening, I think is super important, especially for like the new uh we have listeners that are looking to open a gym, Johnny. So I think that's a, an important piece of information to leave with them here. Um, do you guys, I'm just thinking out loud here, do you do any extra communication with your new members, say like the first 90 days? I know you, you said your coaches are paying more attention to them in the class. Is there anything else you're doing, like from an accountability standpoint, to make sure they kind of feel like they become part of your community? Because that the first three months I always found was like the magic time. And if they don't feel like they're part of the community or if there may be any clicks in the gym, you know what I'm saying? To get them acclimated and feel like they're part of the group. Uh, anything else you guys are doing besides being a little more hands-on in class? Well, we have a, like our own like HQ, like our private Facebook page, yep. which I go on live every week to talk to the, to the community. And I give them content and kind of like, you know, speak about, you know, certain things in that group so that kind of like also connects them to me yeah, and yeah. connects them to any other individuals you know because they're they're commenting in the thread and talking so it also opens up that door where they can go through the hq see individuals you know maybe you know recognize some faces and then when they're in the gym they can kind of like connect i love that man yeah i love that uh that's uh i haven't heard many people doing that the, the weekly video i think that's a terrific idea man and um Mm -hmm. Especially coming from you, like the leader of the gym, you know, yep. like seen a lot of gyms post um, videos of other gym owners talking about like, I don't know, that makes no sense to me. So I love that, like, you know, it's, it's, you're the leader, you're the guy, you're the coach that they're, these people are coming to see. So I love they're doing that. Yep. So, um, yeah, and it definitely probably helps the new members feel a little more at home and they can maybe communicate virtually, like, you know, on Facebook in the yep. group and that eases you into the group. So uh, especially in 2022, we live in a, a world of, <laughs> Obviously, we're on Zoom right now. So, like, you know, the future of fitness is going to that. And I'm going to ask you that in a question, uh, in a minute, that question in a minute. But before we go there, besides the group model, um, what other, uh, we'll say, ascension services or, like, upsell, for lack of a better word, do you guys have, like, nutrition or supplements? I know we have the Advocate yeah. app on there, right? Uh, do you guys sell that in the club? Or what, other, what else do you guys have going on there? Any yeah, we have the supplementation. Yeah, we have supplements that we do. I mean, we we do, um, we have like the MyZone, you know, like the trackers and things like that, that we try to upgrade individuals to, you know, so they can monitor their, you know, their workouts, the calories, the intensity. Um, that's basic. I mean, we do boxing sessions, things like that, that, that kind of like mix in. But other than that, that's really it. We that, That's our second. We used to have, uh, and we're still considering bringing it back, a VIP where anybody who wanted to upgrade and kind of like get more one-on-ones with me, um, they can do that. Yeah. But that we kind of like had to go away from that when I had to open up the second location. Right. right. So once we get settled and everything is, you know, going accordingly, then we'll open that up again. I love that, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously you have a lot on your plate now. You have one fully operational location one new one, a couple of months old here, uh, in a, in a, very highly densely populated area next to a grocery store, which is a massive importance here. <laughs> so like, where's your focus uh, today, Johnny, on the business? What like today, obviously we're not talking on the podcast. Besides this, where's your, where's your main focus right now today on this business? Expansion, man. We want to, we want to grow Davenport. Um, and we want to make sure Kissimmee keeps growing. 
And after that, we want to we want to expand. We want to move into other communities. We right. we we don't want to we want to impact lives. We want to transform lives. Right. And we've done a good job with doing that. And we don't want to stop. We don't want to just limit it to one community. We want to be able to impact other communities. And we want to make sure that, yeah, we want to make sure that people are getting quality training and that lives are being transformed physically, spiritually, mentally, in all aspects. It's so all that's, yeah, it's all definitely connected. And I love you said that. So like, kind of brings me to my next uh, question here. And you already, you already touched on it. What is... What is like your end goal or say like your vacation for lack of a better term? Like I remember when I was growing up, I come from this uh, family of we'll say serial entrepreneurs, you know, like uh, you, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But I remember my dad as a kid, he had his picture, a uh, totally real story of a sailboat on the wall, right? In his office. And I'd always be like, what? I was like, dad, what's the sailboat for? And he was like, that is what I, I looked at every day to keep me going. Cause I want to get that spot where I, the business runs itself. I can legit sail around the world if I want to, or like, you know, in our local town, if I want to. Long story short, what is your end game, Johnny? What do you, like, you have, say you have five locations, where would your role be in the business at that point? Oh, good question, man. I, I don't think I even thought that far, right? I'm, I'm, I'm so in the mix of growing these two locations, um, getting expansion. Um, I mean, oh, wow, that's a good question. If we did have five locations, I think I, I would really would just like to see each location be managed with a with someone, you know, a, a per, give an opportunity to someone, a personal trainer to manage that and to be able to, you know, be able to, I guess, have that opportunity yeah. to, to live out their, their, um, their dream, you know, and give someone an opportunity to have their own place and develop their own, you know, like financially be free you know have freedom while i can just sit there and manage it i mean family is important to me so just i guess having more time with my family with my wife i think that's the end goal in that aspect yeah. but um i guess to manage and to make sure that all these trainers are able to get good content and good training and and they're able to train people the right way i think wow. that's yeah but that's a good question i never even thought about that now you got me thinking now good good that's that's why we're doing this thing, man. It's like, uh, I mean, how often do we get to talk to other gym owners uh, in our local area? I never, it wasn't much of a thing. So like, I'm glad, uh, yeah, I'm glad that's, that, that kind of, you know, sparked some thought there. And I think you hit on some really good things. I wrote it down as you were talking, like basically, and it came back to like why, you, like your, why you started, right? Like to serve other people. So like, you know, you have these five locations. At that point, you're like the CEO of this business, right? You're not coaching 30 classes a week anymore. You can't. So <laughs> then you have the opportunity to uh, create these jobs, right, for your community, which is tremendous, um, to create financial independence for you and for those people. And, and then I wrote down here in the bottom, just and I circled it, just basically to serve more people. And that's the end of the goal. End of the day, I think that's why you started. And that's probably the yes. end of the and end goal at, at the end of the day, where we want to kind of get to. And that's that's why we that's why we do this crazy fitness thing, man. These long hours, this 5 a.m. 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. hours of uh, yes. coaching and uh, grinding and building and getting more locations. It's, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. And you've, not been this, you've been in this man 10 years. So, like, we have a lot of listeners, Johnny, that are looking to open a gym or uh, just open a gym or, like, it's a dream they have. What advice, you know, since you've been doing this for a while, what advice would you give that younger person, younger business owner coming up? Oh, man. Remember your why. You know, remember why you started this, because there are going to be times where you're going to times are going to get tough. 
and you know you build these relationships with individuals and there's a you know there's a there's a big flux right there's a roller coaster you get people in through the door out through the door you get new relationships you transform lives there's so many emotions you get attached emotionally to this business the people you know financials all kinds of things it's so many things that are going to come at you and there may be moments where you want to quit there's going to be moments where you second guess why you did you know why you started this business but just remember why you started and then remember all the individuals that you did transform all the people who are still with you, who love you, who appreciate you and just, you know, honor those individuals and just remember that you came into this business to, to, to serve people, to give them, to transform them. And just try to keep that in mind. Just keep that why in mind. I love it, man. Awesome advice. If you can see, can you see that book and hold it up? Can't see it. Oh yes. I've, I actually read that book with Simon. I, uh, I live yeah. keep it on my desk. It's something I read a lot. And uh, basically, you just said what the book is about, you know, and it's everything comes back to your why. We're going to have those rough days. Like, we've all been there. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? this is crazy, right? Why am I doing this? Maybe yeah. every day at some point in, in our journey as uh, gym owners and coaches and trainers. So, uh, yeah, man, I think that's great advice for the younger younger person coming up. And uh, thank you for sharing that, that piece yeah. of knowledge. And uh, being in 10 years in this industry is no small feat. So, you guys no. are obviously doing a lot of things, you know, the right way. Johnny, where can we, the listeners, find you on social media, website, all that good stuff? Where's the best place, best place excuse me, to find JBO Fitness? So we have jbofitness.com, which is our website. You know, we also have the Facebook and we have Instagram as well. So those are the three main places that we do a lot of content and posting for on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Any TikTok yet or not yet? No, man, my daughter, I have a 14-year-old daughter who's all about TikTok okay. and yeah. it's just it's just weird for me. Maybe it's because I'm I'm at that age, but oh man. I don't know, man. It's I, I always ask that. Like uh I, I know it's like, you know, <laughs> I live with my girlfriend, she has two kids that are like 14-ish. So like same thing, man. It's TikTok all day. You know, the phone is like here yes. all day. But it's uh, more people are viewing TikTok than television, which is insane. You know, that's like, crazy, right? Yeah, we grew up and it's all TV, it's a sports center, and it's you know whatever it was back in the day. And now it's like it's totally different. But yeah, I, I've marketing for fitness in a TikTok space is really taking off, so it's very interesting. So I just like to ask it, and uh, your response is pretty much everybody's response. It's so funny, like yeah, not yet, but you know, or I hate TikTok or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I even yeah. had one one client of mine one time was like, oh, there's this TikTok um TikTok trend going on. You got to do it. You got to do it. It was like a push up with a, like all these. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I got a crazy amount of response for it. I was like, oh, man, this is insane. It's like, who are all these people viewing this? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it's all I was doing was push ups. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, but no, it's something there that's going to be part of our industry, the future of fitness. You know, I think uh, the virtual piece is definitely something uh, that we're going to have to uh accept and maybe move into a little bit are you guys thinking about that at all maybe any sort of hybrid online coaching in the future is that that idea if that comes up if if you guys go down that route definitely yeah you know again we we started at a certain we started so small and we've come this far and through through every you know phase there's been growth and there's been something new that was introduced that we adopted and made a part of our you know gym 
So yeah, I, I don't exclude that at all. We have definitely looked on to the online coaching. That VIP was kind of like our online coaching. Yeah, okay, okay. Where it was, we would do online things and we use certain tools like Trainerize and you know, checking on them daily. So we, we've gone that route and we do plan on bringing that back into the to Jable Fitness. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a thing, man. Like I read this stat um, three days ago. I guess this year there's like $5 billion in the virtual fitness space as far as money okay. in five years from now, they're projecting out like to be like $59 billion a year in that space. So like, yeah, like from 2010, when he opened, or sorry, 2012, when he opened, yeah. like Facebook was kind of a thing, but we didn't really use it much, you know, nowhere near Instagram. I don't think it was a thing. No. So yeah, as we grow and as we learn, there's these new things that are going to pop up that we have to get good at, you know, to, to, to keep, uh, to keep growing. So, uh, I love yeah, it. Facebook, uh, when we use Facebook, we were yeah. like probably the only people advertising. So we got the flux of everybody. Exactly. Now you're competing with a larger scale of individuals. Yes. So it's not the same Facebook it was in 2012. Not at all. The landscape is flooded and it changes like every day the algorithm. You know, so that's a whole new that's a whole nother skill. And we can talk about that for another 12 hours if, <laughs> if we want to. But uh Johnny, I appreciate you coming on today, man. That was a uh, I think a great conversation, some great knowledge. I love having like industry vets 10 years in the game is no easy feat, man. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate this, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Great conversation. Hell yeah, man. You got it. And to everybody who listened, we appreciate you as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is the duo, the two. <laughs> we got Tracy and Ferdinand with CrossFit Firefly. What's going on, folks? How are you guys doing today? Great. Thanks, awesome. JJ. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you folks being here. We're excited to have both of you on. And before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on at Firefly. Um, first, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you guys get started in the first place? I'll let you take that one, Bert. <laughs> um, so, uh, so when Tracy was uh, pregnant with our third child, we moved uh, to from the West Coast, from the actual coast to inland to a town of Ukiah to uh, have a home birth at her grandmother's house. That was August of 2008, August 1st. At that point in time, I was um, very uh, good at drinking a bottle of wine and a few cocktails a night. So since we had moved to a town, I decided that I would uh, go to the gym and start changing my uh, my habits um, because I knew that three kids were going to completely destroy me. Um, I ended up at a gym that was a kind of anti-CrossFit gym, but they were still doing CrossFit wads and they never talked about CrossFit. 
so I ended up there. That worked really well for me um, once I found it because I went from the Globo gym to that place. And then um, after about, so I totally, once I started doing a wad every day, uh, stopped drinking, started eating better, lost a lot of weight, um, was doing much better. Uh, and I started actually at that gym one week after our third child was born. And um, I would go early in the morning because I knew that when everybody was asleep was the only time I was going to get out of the house and get that time to myself. Uh, so then about seven months later, we ended up in South Lake Tahoe for five weeks and I went to South Lake Tahoe CrossFit um, and actually learned about what CrossFit really is and had a great time. So from there, I was like, wow, this is amazing, this CrossFit thing. And it's great. And that was in July. That September, I went to the L1 seminar thinking it was just a seminar on CrossFit. So I was going to learn more about it. I didn't really know that I was getting certified or that I was going to have a, you know, that I was actually in a, in a, a weekend class that would give me an L1, you know, give, give me a certificate that I can actually then coach. Um, and that weekend was like my head blew off my shoulders because uh, Katie Hogan was one of my instructors, Miranda Oldroyd. Um, it was just it was just a weekend of like I was a deer caught in headlights. Everybody around me was super fit. I was looking around and going like, God, my God, who are these people? And then so you know it's a two it's a two day thing. So Saturday night I'm at my hotel. I'm looking up all the names of the people who are running the class, thinking like, God, oh, these are like professional athletes. You know, in my head I'm going like, holy shit, these are really people who are serious about this. And uh, and then so I finished that weekend and I I had it. You know, I was like, wow, the gym that I'm at could be so much better than what it was if they just would embrace what CrossFit had to offer. And I came home and I kept my mouth shut. Um, and then kind of word got out that I had done that course. Um, I have a background in teaching. And so I kind of ended up starting to run some classes at the gym. They tried to sell us the gym. That's where we ended up with our uh, our little soul searching of what we would call a gym if we owned one. And then, um, and then we ended up in our garage. So, so once that, that sale didn't work out, we ended up moving or I ended up leaving the gym, buying some equipment, had a garage gym and about a half a dozen athletes from there said, we'd like to train with you still. So they came from there and then we had opened something called home gym, which was free. Um, we had a bunch of stuff crammed into a little space and we ran uh, six classes a week, 7 a.m. for a small group of people. And that grew. And so it just sort of evolved over the next four years and slowly grew until we ended up in a, you know, an official space with a real business license and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, we, and we could legally charge people money and, and jj i'll jump in and and say like at that point at the very beginning of the journey um ferd was a stay-at-home dad he was the primary caregiver <coughs> for our kids and had been a glass blower for 30 years um you know a lot of physical motion uh he's a consummate researcher so when he dove into this it was a really deep dive in understanding and eating up every piece of information he could get 
And, um, and I was a contractor and traveling a lot. And sometimes the whole family would come. And wow. so, so in a certain way, when we decided to do this, it was a way to localize. Um, we live in the town that I grew up in. So it was also a little bit of a give back. Um, it's a pretty small town. It's about 22,000 and has a, a lot of problems. A lot of people with comorbidities, not a lot of, of gym options, but a few, the Globo gym, you know, key in, pay your monthly thing. Um, and, and yeah, that felt like a little bit of a gift, um, in creating some more community around health, fitness, longevity, family support and, and community involvement. Totally. Wow. I, I love that. It's an awesome story. And I, just off the bat, I wanted to say I appreciate the honesty, the transparency, and how deep you guys were able to go there. I mean, I think the viewers puts a lot of in perspective for them as well of where you came from and how everything started. So, so thank you for that. Okay, seriously. And um, but to dive in a little bit here to, to Firefly a little more, um, I'll start off with the bare bones basic here. How many members are, are you guys at currently? Yeah, we're currently at about a hundred members, and it's fluctuated a lot. Like so jumping just for a little bit of background the way that we ran it for a long time is a little bit typical of a crossfit gym like in the garage in our garage we lived on a hill we were you know people were sled pushing through town and doing all kinds of great things wherever we could get access for people to work out um, while we were in that space and then it transferred to a warehouse we transferred into a construction site because we actually found a location in downtown that we wanted that we decided to commit to and renovate that's what we're in now. And, um, and during all of that time in a really extended construction phase, um, what Ferd called, we called it home gym. It was by donation. It was by gift or free. If you couldn't afford it, you, we still took you. Um, when the gym that originally asked if we would buy them, they kind of folded. We then also brought in their membership moved into a little bit bigger of a space, but all, all the while it was a, a free community offering. And, and what that did was grow a membership that I think has stayed with us and become really dedicated to the practice. And they were really appreciative of the time. And, and it was a great, although extended experiment on you know alternative economics and, um, and it was good. And then we finally got to move into our space and grow the membership a little bit more. But when we officially opened post-construction and were ready for the new business and the expanded business plan and all the programs we wanted to launch, we opened in August of 2019. And what happened, and I'm sure you guys talk about it all the time, is you know COVID. And so our, our plans stayed a little smaller. We're just now, I feel like, getting back to some of our original desires of what we wanted to implement at the beginning of opening, but our membership stayed with us through COVID and uh, we stayed open and there's been some fluctuation, but we're doing pretty good. Yeah, no, awesome. And I can definitely tell you guys are, are awesome at what you do just by, just by the small conversations you have so far. So I, again, I, seriously, I just still think what you guys told me earlier. I, I do appreciate the honesty here and the transparency. Um, and, and so, you know, no, I'll use myself as an avatar here. I think it, it kind of serves to be most appropriate. So if I came in to Firefly, I'm like, Ferdinand, Tracy, I'm ready to go. Like, get me started. What would I have to pay to then become a member? How about starting with what you'd have to go through? Go ahead, walk <laughs> me through it. 
<laughs> so if you if you had no if you if you like had experience with CrossFit and you you know or you had a pretty uh, consistent gym routine, um, then I, I think that you know we can kind of tell uh, pretty well if somebody can adapt well to those our sort of workouts. Um, and generally, we'll let someone come in for a class, you know, try it out, um, see how it goes, see how they move, and so forth. If somebody comes in and they have no experience, and there are a lot of people now who've been sitting on the couch for a few years um, and are very deconditioned, what we'll do is we'll spend an hour with them, um, <clears throat> run them through some movements, take them through a lot of the foundational movements of CrossFit, see how they move, see how they squat, Put them on a rower for a thousand meters, see what that does to them, um, and just get a really good feel on uh, what what their fitness level is, um, and and how they learn. Um, I think you can tell in a, in an hour like whether somebody listens, um, what their own um, proprioception of their body is. You know, if they know if they know how to move their body, you know, if they know how to squeeze their butt, you know, I mean, you can find things out like that. And, um, and, and it's very informative than just when they come into a class uh, that then you have sort of a baseline of how you're going to scale that person and ramp them up into the workouts, you know, as with all, you know, CrossFit gyms, you know, we scale everything and, you know, there are a few people who do everything as is written, um, but most people have their own sort of niche that they kind of, you know, meander through to get all the work done. Yeah, um, their own injuries or recovery that they're working through or yeah. modifications that they need to keep their body safe and yeah. keep sound mechanics. Um, in the beginning, we did offer a fundamentals class, which was kind of the on-ramp, right? You take a series of courses and you really learn the fundamentals. And, and what we actually found was that getting one-on-one -on -one with people and was more beneficial and to get the coaches having a, a quick and clear personal relationship with a potential new member to learn and see how they move and see their mechanics um, has been much more successful actually with them then transitioning into being members. And, and we offer that for free, just like an initial you know, introduction to her some run through of the basic movements of CrossFit and, and then they can try out a class. And, and as Ferd said, then we start just integrating them right into the general, you know, community. I love that. I love that. Oh, and, but you asked how much, how much is it? So our, our unlimited full-time, you have access to everything is 185 a month. Um, we have a part-time at 160. We have a studio punch card because we also do have a sprung floor, fantastic, beautiful studio that we do you know, yoga and capoeira and at different points we've had Zumba and different fit classes and hit classes and all kinds of things coming through. Um, so there are some members in the community who just gravitate to the studio program, but for the most part, CrossFit is our central offering. And then there's open gym, there's options for family memberships and private training and things like that as well. Awesome. We have a great masseuse. Yeah. I mean, look, I didn't answer some of the price I was already in before you mentioned. So, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And, and, and so, um, on the topic of clients, I guess we'll stay here too. Um, for you guys, what has been best practices 
to finding new people and new clients who are interested in joining? We don't advertise. We built a, um, we took one of the top 10 ugliest buildings in this town as recognized by the city and we totally redid it. And uh, unfortunately the city, this city makes it very difficult to do such things, but it is great. It's beautiful. You can't miss it. Um, we, we, the demographics toward what used to be the back of the building are better on that street than they are on what used to be the front of the building. So we turned the building around um, and put the front door, which is a giant 18 foot by 12 foot garage door facing the better demographic. We put in a parking lot, it used to be just a gravel lot um, and planted, you know, did some nice landscaping and stuff. And, and that was enough to, to create a giant like hubbub of talk about what's going on here. Yeah. Um, you can't miss this building when you're driving through town. Yeah. And so, uh, go ahead. So the, the building also is one block off of our central downtown district. And what used to be the front of the building, which is now the back of the building is on the main street that runs through town. And when we, and this was the construction site that we had our home gym in, you know, people were working in the construction site. We're doing a couple classes a day. Um, the demographic of this particular block was that it was really run down. There's no, there's a bank down the road, but there was no like main community anchor business. Um, a lot of empty buildings, a lot of drug use, a lot of homelessness, a lot of, um, you know, needles in the bushes and human feces out on the street that we were regularly encountering. So anchoring here has changed the entire feel of the block that we're on and kind of extended the downtown and brought a lot more health to the, the exterior community. Um, so all of those actions alone, that's a little bit of the give back, you know, to the town. And uh, it created a lot of kind of buzz, rumor mill, you know, culty following. Um, yeah. The, the, home, the home gym thing that we ran was invitation only. We didn't just let anybody come in. So we, they, you had to know somebody who worked out with us, especially since it was free. Of course. Right? Yeah. Um, and, the and so when we, when we moved in here, we had, you know, about 35 people from home gym who moved in here. Once we got into the space, all those people helped us set everything up and do the whole deal. It was great. Once we got in here, word of mouth just went and it was like, oh, now we're accepting, right? People have been asking for years, like, hey, how do I get into home gym? How do I get into home gym? Mm -hmm. And so then when, when we moved in here, we actually had a, a real platform people could join, then it grew very quickly. Um, and we're still climbing out of the COVID hole, but you know, it, it, that kind of worked pretty well. Well, one of the interesting things too, we worked with a local, we have a local small business um, administrative group who helps, you know, owners get off the ground and helps develop your business and your plan and everything. And we oh. affectionately joke with them and they joke with us that we're like their anti-business business. Because as we, as we started asking all the questions of, well, how strong of a social media presence do we want to have? Or how much exterior you know, advertising do we want to do, external advertising? Um, and we kept seeing that word of mouth was our strongest 
uh, builder of our community and that and that actually because in a certain way and I'm not saying it's really hard but because it was a little bit hard to get information to get membership to you know get a relationship um, we find that people who do the extra step which is easy right you can google us and get our phone number but people who did the extra thing of actually calling and having a personal conversation or walking into the door to be like hey, I'm so curious, what is this place about? Um, have become our strongest members and community builders because they're, they're willing to do the extra work and that means they're willing to show up. They're willing to do the hardest thing in their day and, and work for their health and their benefit right off the bat um, versus you know, a lot of the come do the 30 day trial and lose weight. And you might get those people for a short period of time, but you may not have them for an extended community. And what was really important to us was building strong community that can continue to support the changing needs as our community in particular, you know, ages or goes through things like the pandemic or other life experiences that we're, that we're all going to be challenged with. Um, so, so far we are still on that upswing of our community and membership building, mostly based on word of mouth and very uh, low key technology. But, you know, we know at some point that might change and, and we'll meet that challenge when it does. I love that, I love that. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, don't fix what's not broken, right? Um, that's awesome. And, and so, you know, to, I guess we'll speak hypothetically here. So if leads and traffic was unlimited, right and you guys could have endless amounts of potential clients or clients coming in hypothetically speaking how many could you guys even handle on top of what you guys have now how many more clients yeah if we had more coaches we could handle a lot more yeah we could okay. we could no we could we could definitely we could you know push the 500 750 if, wow. we, if we had people to run more classes yeah uh, and you know, um, you know, CrossFit classes kind of breathe. You know, sometimes they're huge and sometimes they're small. And so they're huge. You know, you go through these phases. Our community here, are we have a ton of parents, um, and so you know, most of those parents have kids, and so you run through those schedules. You have summer schedule. People go on vacation, so you have these things that are, you know. When things are grooving, everybody's in the gym. When you've got Thanksgiving vacation or the month of July for some reason has this, like everyone's gone in July. And uh, so it, you know, it shrinks. And so you have these sort of fluctuations that um, are there and we could definitely add more classes. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt we could add more classes. We just don't, we just have had a hard time with getting more coaches and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we were doing great and then COVID hit and we actually hired a couple of people during COVID um, that then got other jobs and went on, one of them became a police officer, one of them, you know, is a nurse. And so, wow. yeah, you know, things kind of, it's, it's just been an unsettled. Yeah, right before years. COVID, like in the ramp of the, the new introduction in the space and everything. We had a great, you know, administrative manager who also had a CrossFit background that has a business background. And we had a great fitness manager who comes really out of personal training. And he was also out of the military. And his passion is helping, helping people, you know, achieve their goals and get better. And, um, and through COVID, a lot of their family circumstances changed. 
So it kind of like shrunk right back down to the two of us and in yoga teacher and, you know, some other part-time um, contractors who are fantastic and a huge part of the community. But, but our limiting factor is really cultivating coaches. And, um, <clears throat> and so right now we actually are about to head into kind of a group of people who have grown up through our membership, some who have a fitness or athletic background, some who don't, but maybe have a teaching background and really love their advancement through the gym and through CrossFit. And we're going to start looking at taking them on to cultivate them as, as trainers. Awesome. Awesome. And so last two questions for you folks here. Uh, and this was a little bit longer. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Um, so and it's a good way to kind of self-reflect and almost interview yourself, right? Um, in business and especially the fitness and, and gym industry, there's three pillars of business we use more often than any. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Uh, of those three pillars, where do you folks feel like you could improve the most? Boy, I, I think that, um, God, that's, that's a good one. one. That is a good one. I think I would say in the third, you know, pillar in terms of um, we have good retention and we have members who are, who, you know, are really committed. And what are the auxiliary offerings? Like, for instance, during COVID, of course, we went online. We did classes out in parks. We, we grew a lot of different programs. We have a great um, developed program of we put together a whole series of workouts that people could do at home with a sandbag. We manufactured the sandbag with some of our local gym members actually who work in a rigging company. So, so we have a few of those kinds of things set up, but I don't think we've fully um, expanded on that, expanded on those kinds of offerings that can add auxiliary benefit to the core offerings. And yeah. then more teachers and coaches to, to bring in bigger programs like we, you know, from the beginning, like launching a kid's program is really important or um, we've coached some local sports teams and really going after and kind of cultivating those things, which grows different parts of the community versus adding to, you know, the, the retained community or bringing them more, more potential benefits and more potential revenue from their experience. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to say most of the people who were in the gym before we shut down are back in the gym. Um, however, a lot of people uh, left California because it's a great state yeah. to leave. Yeah, left our town. Um, left the town. We get a lot of um, contract workers. workers in town who are here for three months or six months so that... Um, you know, that has this sort of its own cycle of people and some are, who, who are here for like, we have a one couple here every October. Mm -hmm. um, we think the PG&E, you know, we're in fire country. So we've got a lot of, a lot of people coming in addressing the needs of California who will be stationed here for a temporary period of time serving our rural area because we're in a fairly rural county. So they come um, to the gym. And so, uh, that has had an effect. Uh, we live in Mendocino County, where some of the finest marijuana in the country comes from. Well, if you're following that market, it's tanking. 
So a lot of people are selling their farms and stuff. So we've got that sort of fluctuation of people. So it's, it's interesting. We've got these different communities that, that have created this. Um, they're all, there's a wave that goes through and then a center line of people who are, you know, kind of committed to the gym. So uh, I definitely think, I think retention can always be better. Uh, some of it we can't really control, um, which, you know, where we are is a decent percentage, um, you know, probably 15%. Um, and, and as far as product goes and that sort of thing, we could definitely push that more. There's no doubt. Um, 100%. And, and to the both of you again, uh, on this question specifically, I appreciate the honesty and transparency and actually diving deeper into what you guys really think you can improve. Because I think oftentimes, especially on a podcast, on air especially, a lot of people are try to, to solve they have everything figured out. And I think the fact that you're able to, to put that aside and say, hey, like, well, we can improve here. Um, it's not only just beneficial for the viewers, but I think it's beneficial for yourselves as well to actually hear it come from yourselves and come from each other. So I, I appreciate that again. Seriously, thank you so much. And, and so last question here, uh, which is my favorite question to hear all the time. Uh, what's the bigger picture? What's the goal? What are you guys trying to accomplish? Talk to me. You know what, JJ, before we head into that, so I have I have a little bit of a question for you and I love listening to sure. podcast, right? Because it's, you guys are creating this community for us of other people doing this thing that's similar. And it's really great to be totally transparent and hear from everybody else. Like I get to learn and go, oh, that's totally what we're dealing with and look how they addressed it. Um, so I will say, you know, and, and this is an industry-wide kind of quandary and question for me that I'm always trying to figure out. I feel like forever, so I come from a dance and performance background, small studio work, right? Kind of similar in terms of the fitness space. Um, and over, you know, 30 years and probably more than that, I don't feel like there's been a lot of change around um, increases in profit generation or new ideas about how to really capitalize on that. And there also hasn't been a lot of change in what coaches, trainers, instructors get paid. And, and so, especially in CrossFit, we really see this ceiling of most coaches, trainers, and things are part-time or you're a gym owner. Um, nobody's making their multi-year longer term living and growing in it, right? To the place that they might wanna be individually or for their family. And, and so we are always talking about how to, you know, increase the benefits for coaches and trainers, increase what the package is. How can we grow like that last question you asked us, like how can we grow everything to support a bigger picture of longer term stability and benefit? Um, so I don't have any answers, but I'm just throwing that out to your community and, and to you to, uh, see if anybody does have any answers about how we can continue as a whole to grow the whole industry and really support ourselves. Gym owners have a high amount of burnout, right? All of us have a high amount of burnout. So how can we really create this to be more sustainable, more long-term and, you know, um, create more jobs and more longevity in, in those roles? I don't know. No, I, I love that. I think that's necessary. And I, I you know, I think honest to, to this entire podcast and an entire length of fruition, I think that's the first time I've ever heard someone ask a question to the public. And I'm kind of curious to see the answer. And I, I would love to answer it myself, but I think if I did, we'd go over time here. But um, uh, I, if, when it is published, 
do be on the lookout for the comments underneath and just see what people do say. I think that'll be major. And I think uh, even when it does come out and, and you, if you do share it yourself, of course, um, when people do hear that, I'm, I'm curious to see what, it, what they would say. I, I think that's a great question um, and it should not go unnoticed, but you know, I don't want to take the show here. Yeah, I want to make sure you guys close out with a mic drop, you know? Um, so yeah, thank you. talk to the bigger picture of the future. What does that look like for you folks? So what does it look like? Uh, we're kind of in this business because of what I say is my midlife crisis. You know, I was, I went from one occupation to taking care of kids at home for seven years to, to, you know, just trying to improve my quality of life. And <clears throat> Uh, through this journey for me, I've gotten into being a competitive athlete, uh, which I have not done in my, my, the rest of my life. I'm 55, by the way. So I'm, I'm not like, you know, I'm not a spring chicken, but I'm might still be a chicken anyway. Uh, so, so I, so I've gotten into being a competitive athlete and you know, there've been a few local competitions I've gotten into. And other than that, it's mostly the open. So I'm still trying to push that part of my development um it's been very difficult to sustain that while also you know being a gym owner and running classes because it take that takes an enormous amount of energy so uh, the long term is to hopefully get a gym that kind of runs kind of more on its own where i can focus on my own fitness acceleration of my own fitness and you know being a competitive athlete um, and then, uh, and then when I'm, when I'm 60, my goal is to hike the, uh, Pacific Crest Trail. So that's a nine month trip. So I might have five more years left of this journey, but, but there are other goals as my kids get older and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be a gym owner for the rest of my life. This is, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, you know, spend my fitness wisely. Yeah. I think for me on the back end, and we started out really strong before COVID, like with our fitness manager and our administrator is, you know, the hope is that we're creating something that another group of people will take over and, and add and bring their vision to it too. Like we have really prioritized kind of creating a container for our community and our families to come support their health and fitness. We do a lot of community events, like a lot of really wacky, fun, you know, stuff. Um, and we want to see that grow. And so I, I would say my vision for the future is that there's, you know, a younger group of people who are equally passionate about what this business offers to our community and the surrounding areas and that they want to come add their vision and, um, and grow it, you know, beyond us, beyond what we're going to do as we're getting older and want to go do other things. Um, or as our kids grow up and eventually graduate and we're a little freer in our time, you know, I, so I think that's the vision is just more, more input from people who want to be a part of it. Yeah, completely. And I mean, look, talk about a mic drop there. Seriously, you guys crushed it on that one. I mean, uh, look folks, I, this is definitely, uh, unfortunately a good place to wrap up uh, at this point because I could talk to you guys all day, quite frankly, but um, before we sign out here, you know, please do, please shout out your website, your Instagram, Facebook, anything you have, where can people find out more about you guys? Great. Well, primarily through Facebook is one of our, our main things or Googling us at CrossFit Firefly. 
Um, if anybody's in town, please drop by, come see us. It's an amazing facility. We've got great locker rooms and a sauna, and it's just a beautiful place to be. Um, and giving us a call on the phone if anybody wants to. Look out for a website that's in development, and that will be CrossFitFirefly.com. Uh, I think that's really about it. Awesome. Awesome. Look, well, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And we look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish on the road. And I think you guys are going to crush it regardless. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys so much. And, and, and to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, joined by John Celestino from Whole Fit in Lucan, Ontario, Canada. John, how are we doing, man? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Did I get the town name right? Got yep, right? Lucan, Ontario. Yep, small oh, town. Yeah, where, that, uh, where are you guys near in, in Canada? Um, we always say like, uh, so London, Ontario is the closest I'd say city. Um, and then London, Ontario has this things like, uh, right between Detroit and Toronto. So right in the middle. Okay. I got it. Cool. Beautiful, man. So yeah, we have a, a good idea of where you guys are located on the map, if you will. Yep. So John, let's start at the beginning, man. Why did you decide to, uh, you know, open a gym and go down this entrepreneurial path within the fitness world? Um, I started probably like even high school, I was just really passionate about fitness health. Um, I had a, I was really into baseball, got a scholarship to go down to the States in Chicago, played ball there for um, four years, um, got my degree in biochemistry, and then um, came back to Canada, um, started in the commercial world. So like um, Good Life Fitness, like some of like the commercial chain gyms and found that I wanted to like there's a different feel I wanted from the gym industry. And, uh, I found it in, um, at what at the time would be eventually my business partner, uh, Robert Mitchell. So we started the business back. Oh man, 2015, I joined him. Um, shortly after he decided to go a different route and then I took over the business. So, um, there was a transitionary period all through that, where it went from whole health fitness to what it is now whole fit. And I took over, um, and made it what it is today. And really it was about helping people, educating people, 
both Rob and I were really education focused and uh, that's kind of where it grew from the roots of it, if you will. For sure. Yeah, for sure, man. So while you'd say that the main vision is overall to help people have a impact on your region there, your locality as much as possible. Yeah. Community focus. Lucan itself is a town now of about three to 4,000 people roughly. Um, so it is a smaller community in the area and that's really, um, I'd say the heart of the gym is community focused. So we're in community events. We're part of, um, uh, all the like little family events, um, a lot of teachers, everything, everybody's from close by. So very, yeah. cool. very cool. Yeah. So let's dive, we'll dive into the community piece. Cause obviously it's a very important piece of our, of our business, especially with the gym model we have, but before that, so the goal is to serve people. We're in a small town. How many members, clients uh, do you have right now, John? Um, about 175 to 200, roughly. Um, and it, it, it ranges in age from like little 10-year-old, 12-year-old kids, um, hockey teams that come in together to our oldest members, probably 82, I think. Um, we got like 65-year-olds that are trying to compete yep. in like different functional fitness competitions or CrossFit competitions. So it's a wide range of uh, population of, uh, of members. That's awesome, yeah, that's awesome. Where, where do those numbers compare to say like a year ago or even 24 months ago? Now COVID kind of threw a wrench in that. Uh, higher, same, lower, what is it? Yeah. Pretty well the same uh, over the last two years, uh, a little bit of a regression um, due to COVID, the two years of like on and off shutdowns, um, people just not feeling comfortable being in the gym space. Um, but I think the fact that we were able to pivot over those two years um, and the fact that it is a small community, um, people wanted the gym to exist after all of this was said and done. So um, they, a lot of them stuck around. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, man. What would be like your, uh, obviously pivoting during COVID is essential and like glad to hear you did that. With the members you have now, which is which is pretty solid, what is, is that capacity for you? Would you like to see it higher? Where's your kind of philosophy and uh, stance on just total membership uh, active at one time? Mm -hmm. um, I'd say we're like for the space that we have right now, we are uh, pretty close to capacity um, in terms of the, the quality of service. Obviously, um, you can bring in more and more people, but then where does that leave the people that are there in terms of like um, giving them the one-on-one -on -one support, the uh, the training methodologies, all that stuff. So um, I think we're at the point where um, we want to keep it around this number. For sure, man, for sure. Serve those members we have in the club as best as we can, offer them services and products that uh, make them fitter and healthier and better. So with that being said, John, uh, just run us down the services that you do offer right now. And then what is kind of like your bread and butter service at Whole Fit? Yeah, we have um, primarily classes. Um, so functional fitness classes. We do have some yoga options. We do some specialty classes. Um, and then personal training um, would be our secondary service. And then um, the way we structure it uh, with the classes is you have um, a class membership and access to open gym. Um, so with the open gym hours, the hours that there is no classes, you could still follow the program that we write for class. Usually there's a coach around to at least guide you to some, some degree. Um, so it, it provides an opportunity to come in in the hours that you might not be able to make it to the, the 5 PM class that day. So you're going to come at noon or whatever it is, um, just gives that, uh, accountability and option for people. Definitely. Definitely. For sure. Good to have options. hundred percent. What would you say is the percentage of people 
doing the group class and then people doing um, personal training. Is that 50-50? Is it more class than PT? Yeah, I'd say it's more class than PT. Um, rough percentage, probably like uh, 75% class-based and then 25 uh, personal training. Um, the personal training would say um, is really guided towards like specific goals. Um, if somebody's doing triathlon or whatever it is that they want to work towards, um, we'll, we'll support them along the way for that. So, yeah. So goal-based uh, training. So, um, yeah, let's dive into that in a second. Uh, cause I'd love to talk about that. I think it's a great opportunity we can have as gym owners and obviously clients take advantage of that and this helps everybody. But before we get there, uh, say I joined the gym today, John, what is that process like for that new person coming in? the uh, intake process, new client intake process. How do you guys work that? Yeah, the client intake process, um, we try to make it as personal as possible. Um, we, I, I truly believe there's no like one size fits all to every single person. Um, so we, we ask a lot of questions. Uh, what's their goal? What's their timeline? Um, what have they done in the past? Um, what are they comfortable with? Like all like just trying to get the note to know the person and then we create like some sort of um plan for them in that moment short-term vision like how many times a week they should be coming in to hit that goal on time um uh, what type of classes to maybe focus on more often um just a general guideline uh where we can support them in in reaching those goals um Part of it, a lot of it in the moment of the client intake is like, I'd say membership focus. What are you going to be doing? Um, and then we move into that, like getting to know them a little deeper, like, you know, friends, family, uh, their long-term history of fitness, whatever it is. Yeah. John, do you run that part or is that somebody? Else? I'd say uh, I do 90% of it. Um, uh, we do have a couple other people that for whatever reason, I'm not around there. They're able to, but uh, it's something I enjoy um in being part of that process with right. them yeah i think it's vital importance uh, uh you know get, getting people in the door is hard enough and then once you get them uh to build that relationship from day one is i think uh again vital importance now in that initial session meeting consultation whatever we want to call it right conversation yeah. do you after that do is it like you go into class or pt and you kind of help determine that with them yeah. And it's, it's all based on their, you know, their vision, their budget, whatever it is, I'll always prescribe like, you know, um, as we know, as gym owners and like people that are in the fitness industry, if you're working one-on-one -on -one with somebody, you're going to get a higher attention to detail, a more personal service. Um, it's going to be, the program is going to be directly to what you want to do. Um, so you're going to have a, a more uh, efficient time uh, with that person. Whereas uh, the class-based, yes, it's going to be, um, you're going to be working on a lot of general strength, general cardio, general fitness, but sometimes it doesn't per, um, work towards that one goal that you might have. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Thousand percent. Yeah, man. Would you rather like fill up the class? Say, say I joined today again. I'm like that person that walks in. Are you going to push, uh, push? Would you rather have that person go to class or would you start with like from a sales standpoint, go to the personal training avenue first. And then if you have to downsell them to the class, you know, you can, down so women in the class or what is your overall I guess kind of sales philosophy with that new person uh trying to obviously serve them best but also trying to profit uh yeah. for the gym and for the business as well yeah if we're looking at a business strictly business standpoint um the average revenue per member we're going to push that like that pt revenue first right. that's going to be the highest percentage or our highest profiting area um and then we scale back from there into classes 
Um, and then it's going to be like a lot of that prescription of what we provide to them is going to be based on some of those questions. Like what's your, um, uh, like efficiency, like how often have you been in the gym for the last like three to five years? If you're super efficient and you feel like super confident, maybe you're just jumping right into classes because right. you've already had that, that PT experience. Um, and we just, we work with their budget as well. So if they can't do that top tier PT model, then maybe we're offering some sort of specialty programming that they can follow kind of on their own um, or going into uh, right into classes with maybe one session a month or something along those lines. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think it's uh, really good to have different options for people. You know, finances are going to be coming to play for sure for some folks. So I think that's really cool. You guys do that, John. And now, you know, so we're, we're member focused right now. We're at capacity, near capacity, happy with where we are membership wise. What are some tactics that you use to keep retention as high as possible? You know, people are going to leave, move, whatever comes up, get sick, injured. Um, what have you done to keep retention rates high as far as creating more member engagement, community engagement within your club? Are there ways to communicate with people or events you hold? Uh, I think those two things kind of keep always retention at better levels than not. What have you found is, that works well for retention in your business? Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely that next level where it's, um, it becomes that uh, personal connection. Right. Um, so, um, you know, you get the intake, you get the people in the door, and then it becomes like, oh, how do I make this person almost like my friend, right? Like, what, what's going on in their life? How's their job? How's their, their daughter, their kid? What's going on with their kid's sports? Um, and then creating like little events for them to be like a part of the gym and make it a place that they want to be. Um, so you do do community events once in a while. We have one planned for this month at the end of the month. Um, uh, and then just uh, when we keep an eye on like what the, you know, the membership numbers are at, it's easy to decide, okay, um, where do we start to need to like build again? And really with the small community, it is uh, more of a um, referral based growth at this point. So um, we'll just send out, you know, a mass email, you know, seven day week trial for any family member or friends, um, something along those lines um, to uh, just see if anybody's like got somebody they've been wanting to bring to the gym or they want to work out with another buddy or heard something from a friend. So that's, that's cool. kind of our strategy. Yeah. So that's something you guys uh, are, are aware of and, and already using as part of your marketing strategy is to, to uh, use your members as your marketers, right? For lack of better terminology. Yeah not use them, but you know what I'm saying, to, to tap yeah. that asset uh, for your marketing tactics and use them as referrals. Have you ever done anything digitally marketing? I know you're probably, maybe not too much lately, but in the whole course of your business history there, have you guys gone not, you know, yeah, here and there, we'll do it now. Um, my wife is in um, uh, online marketing, does like SEO, Google stuff. So we'll dabble with it um, when needed. So if we have a new program we're running, um, I guess that most recent example would be like our teen class. We wanted to build yeah. up a class for like kids coming off the school bus and something to go to after school, especially after, you know, two years of kind of not being able to interact as much, you know, with COVID and things like that. Um, we, so we, we put out some Instagram ads, Facebook ads, um, Google ads, and she dabbles with all the numbers. She knows those things better than I do. And shows me like, oh, like you got this much engagement and organic and um, paid traffic and um, all that good stuff. So we do dabble with that a little. Yeah, that's good. That's an awesome asset. Obviously they're massive platforms, right? The biggest in the world. So if we can use them to our advantage, terrific. Um, especially around those like events or like uh, 
trying to start a teen class or have you guys ever done like any to get people started like a six week challenge or a 28 day challenge? Uh, yeah, we, I, I see that people really like that defined end program to start. Have you guys ever done anything like that? Yeah. Um, I'd say early on in my ownership, um, we did a few of those. I think we would do them by, um, annually. So kind of at the beginning of the year, uh, mid year, kind of around June, yeah. um, we would cycle through those, um, uh, just to get people going, getting, getting them in the door. And we would run ads for those as well. Yeah. Um, it's good amount of retention from those for sure. And, uh, um, if you're looking to build your business, a good way to kind of get things going. Yeah. I love doing it. Uh, you know, not every month, but a few times a year, I think is great. Now, John, when you ran those, did you go like high ticket front end offer or did you guys do it more low ticket offer? Uh, how did you work that process? Uh, yeah. So we had a, a, like packages, I would say, um, I'd say it was, uh, I'd say a higher end ticket offer at the beginning. Um, so we had an option where you could get your bod pod and results at before and after um, nutrition package, and then even classes like an unlimited option um, and have like your accountability kind of check in all those things. Um, and then we had scaled options where maybe they weren't getting the measurements. Maybe they just wanted the nutrition and the workouts. And then finally, if um, maybe they wanted to work out at home, I think we gave the nutrition option as well. So there's three options. Um, we did start with the high ticket up front, And then um, when we, um, reevaluated it at the end, provided them with that, um, new membership rate that compared to the high ticket looks like a much better deal. Um, and yeah, I actually got that, I think from Jim launch secrets. So there you go. Um, and that was something that we used yeah, for that one here too, man. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was on my desk. I don't know where I put it. That's crazy. Where the hell would it go? Oh yeah. There it is. All right. Yeah. It's obviously a great way to get started, especially I think uh, newer business or, maybe struggling, great way to get people in the door. And then it gives you the flexibility. So like you said, downsell into if other programs or, you know, kind of just get people started back into fitness now. So at this point, John, member focused gym, right? You guys are focused on your members, not so much maybe on the marketing side of bringing new people in today. So like you mentioned earlier, and like we talked about that average revenue for members key, right? So we want to get that up uh, possible by offering our members, you know, product services. We talked about PT. I said like 25% or so members take advantage. That was pretty good, right? Um, would you like to grow that more? Or is that, are you guys kind of happy in that space with the PT department right now? Um, uh, grow it a little bit, not too much. Um, I just think in terms of, again, quality of service and time management, I, like I want to have a baby on the way. I want to spend oh, some time at home, yeah. right? So um, yeah. I don't want to take too much more on personally, but I do have other trainers that are are looking to take on some PT right now. So we've been kind of pushing that a little bit or helping them uh, grow their own PT clientele. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it, man. We need the staff in place to scale. So congrats, congrats on the new baby. When, yeah, when, uh, when did the baby do? Uh, do uh, this June. So soon, man. It'll be here. What's this? Already May. Oh, it's coming quick and it'll be busy summer as well. Oh, yes. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had any yet, but I think sleep will probably become tough. That's what I hear, obviously. <laughs> I want to get to your staff in a minute, but um, just talk about some other uh, services, products we can provide to increase uh, to increase average revenue for member. You, you brought up uh, before kind of nutrition. You talked on that a little bit and the online programming piece. I think you also yep. mentioned. So are those also two elements of your business right now where you can where you can add that to people to increase their their arm? Yeah, we um, I kind of bracket those into the personal training realm. Uh, so the online programming, um, 
we have one coach that does like the true coach uses uh, programming for that and sends out some, some workouts um, that they can follow kind of on their own. Um, so it's just another one of those options uh, to increase the, the arm and uh, give uh, clients like that, that financial piece where, Oh, I can't pay for, you know, five PT sessions a week who can. <laughs> so um, I want to like cut it back to, you know, however many and then do some on my own. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. What is your demographic like um, in your town? Like as far as uh, ages, uh, you know, affluence level and all that sort of stuff. Is it more middle class? Is it high end? What is um, kind of I'd say middle class. Yeah, we're uh, like a farming community um, primarily. I mean, a lot of people have moved out here recently um, from like the London area. But um, I'd say like the, the original Lucanites are all farmers and oh, Lucanites. Uh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that down. I like that one. Lucanites. Very cool. I love it. So yeah, a middle class, uh, middle class, blue collar community. Beautiful. Yeah. So that's where maybe that there's not much extra money to pay five hundred thousand bucks a month in PT. Well, you guys yeah, exactly. Money. Yeah. So we give pricing options for everybody to have access to fitness. Really, we have to know our. Uh, our area, right? That's like a, a big part of what we do. If we're in a big city, maybe a different animal altogether, but you know, for yeah. sure. So with that, are you guys doing anything uh, online besides programming, John, as far as uh, a bigger scope besides your, your town uh, or are you planning to do that? Or is that in the business model at any point? Um, I, we've dabbled with it a bit. Um, uh, I do have like a couple clients that are kind of remote um, in different areas of Canada. Um, it's not a huge focus of mine at this point. Like I, as you've kind of said, we're a community focused gym and that's where uh, we really spend most of our time. Um, it kind of goes back to like 80, 20 rule, where it's like, oh, what's the 20% of your business that's creating 80% of the revenue. And right now it's, it's close to home. So that's where we're focusing uh, a lot of our time right now. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear that. Uh, with this, I just brought it up because that, that part of the our industry is obviously, as you know, it's growing tremendously, you yeah. know, by, by 2027, the year 2027, I think it's a $59, $59 billion a year business, which is insane. Um, yeah. Online coaching, but um, yeah, many, many different uh, aspects to that. Now with, uh, you mentioned your staff before, so you do have a staff. What is your staffing setup like? Um, are you running the show, which I know you are, uh, and then you have your, your staff doing uh, coaching only, or what does like your staffing breakdown Look like yeah, that. for sure. Um, got a few employees. Um, one I would say is like a coach manager. Uh, so she focuses more on like the event planning, um, some of like the answering emails, um, uh, customer satisfaction, things like that. Yeah. Um, and then one is my, I would say head coach trainer. Um, and he does like the programming. Um, he's probably taking primary uh, responsibility of the class schedule and then uh, just some uh, odds and ends, filling in the gaps and in, in terms of like if people are away, whatever. Um, uh, so a couple of trainers for that. Okay, beautiful. And uh, what would you say is the most important hire? Is it the person, they're probably both important hires. How, how have they both helped you in your role? Yeah, in terms of like um, manager. Who, who's more, I wouldn't say more important. They're both very important. Well, yeah. um, but like um, where to hire first would be like what, tasks you don't really want to do almost or like uh what tasks do you feel you're uh, i wouldn't say full, fully inadequate but you you know somebody's better at sure, yeah. so both of them i knew 
um, the head coach, his programming, he just spends way more time on the details of it, does a little more research than I do. Um, and then our manager, I would say she's just, she's a people person. She's able to have those conversations and um, uh, just get people excited about events, things like that. So um, they're both very important aspects of the team um, and then uh, have special skill sets that like, yeah, make part of it. Yeah, I think that's so important. Uh, having people that fill roles, like you said, that we may, they may be stronger than us at and knowing that, which I think is massively important. Mm-hmm. And uh, to kind of take a little load off our plate so we can focus on working, you know, on the business and not so, so much not so in the business. Yeah. With a baby on the way. Right. So yeah. <laughs> um, where do you, a few questions here, John, um, main focus now for, for whole fit for this next 12 months. Um, what's your main goal you're working on achieving here within the business over the next year? Um, over the next year, um, we've recently moved into a new facility. Um, uh, a bit smaller than what we had so we're just really trying to fine-tune like I'd say the community the class yeah. um, experience and then uh, we also we're looking at some team training stuff so um, we are a part of this program access hockey um, a lot of prospect high prospect hockey players so that'll be our summer focus um, and then beyond that I'd say um, either um, growing the facility or adding a second facility maybe within two years, three years, something like that. Where would you add that same town or kind of the next town over? Type um, thing? If it's a growth within the same town, if it's an expansion, uh, one of maybe the small, small towns nearby, something along those lines. Yeah, very cool. Same model, just kind of expand. Same model, different location, yeah. What is your square footage right now in, in, your, in your current space? Um, 2,500 square feet <laughs> is what we're running with, yeah. You like that square footage pretty much? It helps with the, cl- it's really nice with the class space actually. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it, you can see everybody, there's plenty of space for people to do things. And then um, uh, it's just a, a tight community feel too. Yeah, definitely. Was your previous spot uh, smaller, bigger? It was a bit bigger. Um, reason for the downside was, downsize was really just real estate in the area. Um, you end up doing things you not really planning on doing as a business owner sometimes, which includes like going to council and um, learning about real estate and all this other stuff. So um, yeah, that was the reason for the, the downsize. Yeah, open a gym. You, you should learn a lot about real estate. That's yeah, cool. absolutely. <laughs> well, it will be, yeah. It, it can be a huge asset if you know a lot of these ins and outs and with permitting and like yeah, triple net leases and all these other things. So yeah, can be, uh, can really set you up for success or put you in a, in a tough, tough spot, man. Yeah. So, um, with the baby coming along, John, what is like, what would you ultimately like here for the business and kind of from the business from, from where you're sitting? Um, for the business, um, yeah, like some, I, I guess, uh, for and from like that self-management, almost like where I have that schedule i'm home by four can hang out with the the family have dinner with the family spend time with the baby um weekends um you know we already have it kind of in the system one weekend uh, kind of a month kind of deal um i'm good with that and then uh uh yeah just keep growing like in terms of i'd say space at this point yeah so yeah. and then so for you it's like that freedom to you know if you don't have to be there you don't have to be there yeah um, run the business from wherever you want, you know, yeah, exactly, which, yeah. Yeah, which nowadays with t- technology lets us 
able are able to do that so much easier yeah have conversations like this whenever right exactly, exactly. <laughs> are there any ways um that you guys use technology in the business right now i'm sure you have a crm or like a way to communicate with members or some other stuff how do you guys use technology just to help the member experience and like you know and also kind of grow the gym in the business yeah we've we've enjoyed um we use wadify um so just it, it, you're able to program in there um to track all your your memberships um like uh insight on details of like what members are coming in what aren't that uh, we found attendance has been like a big indicator if someone's going to stick around or not so just supporting people around that so that's how we use um tech to kind of monitor the business yeah. um, there's also the communication elements in there so just letting them know when events are what changes are happening um uh, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I think Wattify is a great software. Have you guys always used that or has that been a newer thing? That was our um, second one. When I first kind of took over the business um, from my partner way back when uh, we were with MindBody. Um, also nice software. We just found that Wattify had that programming element and that's kind of the direction we were going. Um, so we just, we made that switch. Yeah. I think it's, I liked it better too. I did the same thing. I found MindBody almost too much you know and I was, yeah, yeah. I was like i don't need all these freaking features and like what i thought is great you can text people right from there i'm sure you can do a mind body too it's programming yeah. people, obviously and then communication piece is huge like you said do you have like a cadence to that communication john where if i miss a class two classes in a row is that when you reach out or what is like your approach to that um when it, you know from um, a mobility standpoint yeah we we just keep an eye on the lists, um, you know, like the no-show lists. Um, we don't have a specific number per se, but there's, we, we know our members pretty well. It's a, it's a small enough community. We could say, hey, this person hasn't been in a while. What's kind of going on there? Let's do a touch base and yeah. um, see what's, uh, if it's just, you know, yeah. sick or family stuff, whatever, um, and then just support them in whatever they need. So um, if it is, you know, getting back in, maybe offering a, work out with you that day whatever um and uh just provide that community experience yeah i think i think it's a very important part especially when people are getting started that first three months is like is everything you know uh kind of make or break do you guys use facebook like as far as like from a facebook group private group within a gym so people can communicate i'm sure if people come at 5 a.m and someone come at 5 p.m never yeah. know other don't know if the other person exists uh do, how do you guys let your members communicate with each other Totally. They, they actually uh, have a nice like little Facebook chat going now. Um, it's a lot of like happy birthday whenever someone's yeah. birthday is coming up and a um, little bit of the like, oh, hey, I'm going in at this time. Anyone want to work out, right. um, especially on holidays, because they still have that open gym access. Um, we don't always have classes on the holidays. And then they're like, hey, you guys want to get a Easter workout in whatever it is. And then they'll meet up at a certain time and there'll be pretty much a class running in there. It's just not really guided. Yeah. yeah. I, that's why I love the well, one that I think that's a great sign of like community health and gym business health. The people are chatting with each other and actually go to coordinate a workout like without us being there. It's tremendous. Yeah. Um, it really shows you have a, you know, we always talk about our community is great, but I think that's one way to measure it is like that right there, that engagement. And then how do you like the 24 seven access? You just, I think mentioned a great benefit to having it. Did you guys always have it? Is it something you just added in the last couple of years? Um, we've had it since I took over. I, it's something I, I got, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, you just gotta keep an eye on it. Um, no like huge horror stories or anything like that, but, uh, it's just, it's a feature that's nice to have for the gym and, um, 
you know, just got to check your videos once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> get, get people going like at 2 a.m. or is it more like a weekend thing? It's more of a weekend thing. Uh, the the after, I'd say 10, 11, nothing really. Um, we did kind of have that in there. It's just like, a, hey, maybe there's some, you know, um, police officers, uh, paramedics that might want to use it, but we never found they, they really use it. It's still that pretty much nine to five or six to five um, schedule. And then there's the more uh, a couple in the evening that'll do the open gym. For sure. Yeah. I think it's awesome. This is something else to have and to offer. Uh, I can't hurt it all. So I think it's great. Um, yeah, John, I think it's an awesome place to wrap this up, man. I appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story of whole fit. Where can the listeners check you guys out? Website, social media, where can we find it? Yeah. Um, website, www.wholefit.ca, um, Instagram, whole fit training, um just probably search whole fit uh on uh facebook and we're in luke and ontario awesome man thank you so much appreciate yeah. it Wish you guys the best of luck bro thank you so much got it. listeners we appreciate you guys as well please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes and until next time gym lords we are out thank you so much for listening if you found this content valuable here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free one, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.